everybody, real quick before we get into the episode, I just wanted to drop a quick note about our Patreon. Uh, we we dropped the Patreon monthly fees to the lowest that that Patreon actually recommends. Three dollars a month is all it takes now to support New Dad, Newer Dad, and become a part of our community on Facebook. Um, we're trying to grow that. We, we've stalled out. We've got some great guys in there. Um, we want to keep building that. Uh, and ladies. Um, and yeah, we got a couple ladies in there. Uh, this is not just for dads. That's all. We just want to build the community so that we can do more things. And, and we just need a way to get more people involved in the community. So $3 a month is all it takes to uh, to support us. So patreon.com slash new dad, newer dad. Enjoy the show. Welcome to New Dad, Newer Dad, episode number 76. I am Eric Smith, and I'm here as always with Dustin Lopez. Dustin. Yes, Eric. What's up? Uh, Well, I had one of the greatest treats of my life, thanks to your wife, so thank you. Um, Do you want to expand on that? Yeah, um, there's something called cheesecake. And uh, some people may think that that's fancy, but it's not. Um, cheesecake is delicious, but uh, that's just any normal cheesecake. When June makes a cheesecake, it's as if God's hand went through the food and into the oven of whatever sort of oven that this is cooked in. And it is by far the greatest thing I have ever tasted in terms of cheesecake. Um, and I'm just so happy. I am like on cloud nine about this cheesecake, but it's like, it's not, it's not like a cheesecake. Like normal people would think of cheesecake. It's a Japanese cheesecake. Yeah. I think that's what makes it best. Yeah. Um, for people that don't know, Japanese cheesecake is like a, a lighter, like super light. It's not dense like cheesecake and it's not like creamy. Um, but like it strikes the balance of like fluffy and like kind of like flan, angel food, and cheesecake all mixed together. Mm-hmm. That makes sense entirely. When it comes out of the oven, it does jiggle, it jiggles. It really, that's what kind of got me hooked on the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Cause when you asked about it the other day, I didn't realize that she had posted it on her story and that's how you saw it. So I didn't really know why you were asking me about her cheesecake. And then, you One know, thing to another. you ask her and she'll, she's never going to turn down making a cheesecake for somebody. So she made two or three cheesecakes last night. Cool. I don't, uh, for whatever reason, I just don't eat the cheesecake. I don't know why I don't, I just don't eat it. I'm not sure why out of all of the crap that I eat, her, her cheesecake is not one of the things. It's nothing against the cheesecake. It's just, I don't know. I don't want to support her cheesecake cooking. Why are you so against it? She does it all the time. And and then just ask me to do things for the kids. It's the default thing. Like, oh, now it's all coming together. Yeah. I can't. I'm making cheesecake. Or <laughs> I'm, I'm 
you know, I'm, I'm in the test kitchen making stuff for this week's meal or menu or whatever she does. Well, rather than, you know, say it that way, maybe you should embrace it and and look at it like she's doing something really productive. All right. Could I mean, be. I support what she's doing. I just, I don't know. Between that and looking at her phone, it's you don't really get much time with the kids. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's funny because I think that in a lot of ways, um, Melissa's looking for something like June's doing, you know, something that's inspirational and passionate and something, you know, when I talked to June tonight um, with you, uh, it was, she's pat, she said, I really enjoy it, you know, and, and for Melissa and I, I think we're in a, a stage right now where we really are looking for something that we're passionate about, something that we, we really like. And um, photography will always be that for us. But, it, you know, the fact that June's doing this is, a, is you know, a, a big thing, a good thing. She's passionate about it. Cool. I'm, it's, it's fine. I'm just good. Okay. Are you Any, being more lively tonight because uh, we got a, another review? Or oh, guys, remember to leave us a five star review, and we'll read it on. We'll read it on the show. A five star review. We'll read it on the show, and and I promise to uh, to not be so dry, monotone, and a downer. Um, but that's um, yeah. So <laughs> I understand the take of me being dry monotone and a downer. Um, I get it, but also we talk a lot about mental health and like the last couple of months have not been easy for me. <laughs> so, yeah. um, if, if you're going to say that, at least give us five stars, you know, like I can take a little, it. A little, a little bright spin on the whole thing. Right. right. And yes, I, I would like to have more energy on the show and, and that's something I've tried working on, but this, the last month has been difficult. So, um, is that um, is that something you want to address on air? No, not really. If we start doing the the patron private feed, we can do that. Okay. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I I've, I've been looking into making some appointments here, so I can possibly you know get back on some kind of medication that helped me in college. Because hmm. I have a lot going on, you know that, and I need to. Um, I feel like I need some help to concentrate and. Yeah, to improve my mood. Yeah, I I feel like you've been um pretty pretty lively this week though. Is there anything good that's happening? No, there's just not anything like especially bad. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I I've had especially bad things happening all week. Mm. Um between the the uh the litigation that I'm involved with that I've been involved with since November and uh and and then you know this <laughs> I mean, it's like just today, the furnace goes out at home from work and it's 58 degrees in the house. It's like, I can't catch a break. You ever feel like that? More than you know, Dustin. Yeah, it's just like, and then the and then over uh, the weekend, we had catching, a whole year of not catching any breaks. And yeah. they seem to keep coming still, you know, with wedding cancellations and stuff. And I'm... Yeah. Uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks, I've I've gotten pretty close to my breaking point, and I don't know. That's all. But this um, 
you know, hearing, hearing that I'm a, a downer as uh like, it doesn't, it doesn't make me sad. It, it just makes me want to like Im- improve. Well, that's a good thing. So that'll be my downer noise. Um, but uh, I mean, I've always talked monotone, you know, I can try not to, when I'm on a mic at a wedding, I'm not monotone and, um, no, but you're not overly emphatic either. I don't think that uh, that shouldn't surprise anybody by now. We're in our 76th episode. Yeah, it was a little, a little confounding. Anybody that knows me would and still talks to me or still listens would be upset about my dryness. You know, it's it's most interesting to me because I don't think that I mean, obviously, it's an audio format, but I feel like what we talk about, especially, you know, probably around episode 50 or so onward, I feel like we've really hit a stride in terms of, you know, talking about some important issues, you know, still keeping it light and and catching up on, you know, our kids and stuff like that. And even just recently, like, you know, my focus has really become me and how to improve myself. Um and taking responsibility for the things that I don't do right. So, I mean, I feel like that's pretty spot on. And so the content of what we're talking about, I feel like is a lot more important than, you know, what we sound like, what we look like, what we, you know, our branding or anything. I mean, who the heck cares about any of that? It's really about what we're talking about. But, you know, I mean, when, when someone writes that, it's like, I, if, if I'm, you know, one thing I'm self-aware. So I, I know that I'm like that. And I, I know when I'm being a downer and yeah, the last, the last month has been, I, I mean, I'm the guy that has to sit here and listen to him and edit these things. So yeah, I, I mean, I know what's going on in my <laughs> life and, uh, and how I sound on this thing. So I would love to improve it. You know, I'd also love to have five stars on the review, <laughs> but that's all. You know what I would like? I would like it if everybody that listens to this episode tells one other person about this podcast. And tell them to listen at two times speed because we talk way too slow. Apparently. Um, Hey, uh, you know, last week I was uh, I was thinking about last week's episode and uh, it really I mean, I feel like that was my best episode. Really? Last episode? Yeah. I feel like we need to uh I feel like we need to open the uh the show today with um you know another uh edition of Black History Month. What do you think? You're going to say just a tip. Oh, you didn't even let me um get like a sound clip for that. There be what a sound, kind of sound clip for that big three months. Probably not, probably better that we didn't, right? Probably not. Are you going to do it? Or? Oh, sorry, I didn't know if you were letting me letting me go or not. Um, All I have in here is is friends' clips, so there's nothing. There's nothing that's going to be. Well, uh, yeah. So I, I just want to kind of, um, kind of tag along to, to last week's, um, you know, kind of thing on, on the people that, you know, we may not be necessarily that well aware of, um, 
I mean, unless you've taken uh, a a course in in Black history, or um, maybe it was a significant portion of what you remember from grade school or high school or something like that. Um, I thought, you know, I would I would go back and look through some notable people, and there was a few that actually like I had absolutely no idea like hadn't even heard the names and i felt so ignorant and so sheltered um and so in a bubble when you know there's these people that do these amazing amazing things and you're sitting there going you know oh of course i've heard of muhammad ali or i've you know heard of malcolm x or or whoever but um so in any case um what was interesting was at the super bowl and at the inauguration recently um, you know, poetry has been a big thing. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. yeah so there's this, um, there's this, uh, you know, notable, uh, woman, uh, Phyllis Wheatley. Have you ever heard the name Phyllis Wheatley? Rings a bell vaguely. Yeah. Didn't for me at all. And, um, anyway, she's, uh, the first African-American to have a work of poems published. And, um, was endorsed by John Hancock and George Washington. Uh, she was um, sold into slavery, um, and uh, and basically, um, she was the first woman to to publish, you know, a book of poems. And um, I think recently, with the Super Bowl and the inauguration, and um, kind of having um, this more literary uh, focus instead of you know something like you know music you know pop music or something like that um this is uh something that i don't know i i, I read through some of the poems and uh it was kind of neat i and again i've never heard of phyllis wheatley so look her up um and then um just random random really really random um i i hate to admit this but i really didn't know that much about i mean i had heard of thurgood marshall but i had never actually like known much about him um and uh he was really instrumental in brown versus board and um he was really a, a big part of ending the jim crow era and uh reading about him was really cool as well and um i would encourage people to kind of Get into those two people, read a little bit, um, educate yourself, and uh, and learn a little bit more than just you know the blanketed. Oh yeah, you know Thurgood Marshall. He was the you know the first uh, you know black U.S. Supreme Court justice. Like yeah, that's so like you know generic. I mean, an accomplishment, no doubt. But um, you know, learning more about these people was just really cool and. Um, I'm glad that I brought it up last week because it kind of prompted me to to spend some time this week reading a little bit more. Yeah, there was. I had one of those moments this weekend when I, before the uh, Super Bowl, mm -hmm. they were talking about um, the color barrier in NFL. But I guess when the NFL started, they didn't actually have a color barrier at all. Um, but there was only two, I think it was two of two black players. Um, Kenny Washington, and all this was way before Jackie Robinson. Um, 
Yeah. The story that they said they told was really interesting. Oh man, I wish I could remember. So it's Kenny Washington here, but I think it was a different name. Damn, I'm kicking myself. Um uh did you watch you watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, I watched the Super Bowl. Um, it was interesting because I had no vested interest in it, you know, from a fandom standpoint, but it was fun. Did you see the streaker? I did, yeah. There's um there's a rumor going around that he bet he made a prop bet on if there would be a streaker or not. I don't know. I haven't checked it out on Snopes to see if it was accurate or not. Well, he there's, got paid for that. He got paid like five grand to do that or something like that. Well, there was there's this picture of him going around at a bar, and this guy's like, "Hey, I I met the streaker before the game at a bar, and he put a fifty thousand dollar prop bet on whether or not there would be a streaker, and it paid out three hundred forty seven thousand dollars." Ooh. Um, I don't I don't know if it's true or not. I feel like it's not true. Um, but then the like other stories came up of a streaker. Oh, what was it? It was in the early 2000s when there was a streaker at the Super Bowl and a company literally paid him a million dollars to do it and got him the best defense attorneys. And he got out of it with a misdemeanor and a $1,000 fine. And he pocketed the rest of his, you know, million bucks. And he had, he had like a website written on his name or on his body. I forgot who it was. You don't remember that? No. All right. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, it was boring game. I was happy with the outcome. I I was one of those people that was like, you know, maybe I don't know. I just wanted to see Tom win one without the uh, the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it clearly he has you know the capability to continue to do this. You know, it seems like he brought his the entire like culture and everything like his worth work ethic to the Buccaneers, and everybody just jumped on board with it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, as I was think, I was listening to sports radio yesterday morning on the way to work, and and the, the thing about it is, is he didn't go to like some you know jacked up, you know. Uh, you know, weirdo team that didn't have any talent. I mean, he went to a team that had two of the top 10, best 10, top two of the top wide receivers. He brought two more wide receivers in uh, that are, that were fantastic in Antonio Brown and um, he's a tight end, but um, Gronk, I mean, you're, you're putting together an all-star cast. I mean, it's not like, he just went to some schleppa team that like, you know, was, uh, you know, seven and nine the year before it's, but mainly that was because the the quarterback that they had in James and James Winston was so bad, so bad. I mean, I, but I, I think there's something to be said for them rallying around him as well. I don't think you can just plop anybody in that scenario with those players and be successful like he was. I agree. And, um, and I think that that's one of the things like with with Tom being Tom, you know, and he's always got that smirk on his face. It's really just I mean, I don't know. There's something off putting about it. But Tom like dedicates himself. I saw some sort of meme on like Tuesday or something like that. That's like it's 804 in the morning. Tom's working on his on his game plan for 2021 or something like, or like this fall. Like he's already training or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like that guy. You know, um, 
has put so much into his body, into his lifestyle, I mean, everything. Um, you ever heard of the Tom Brady, the TB12 diet? No. You never heard of the TB12 12 method? I mean, I've heard I've heard of him and his TB12 thing. I've never looked into it farther than that. Yeah, so like it's, it's basically, you know, uh, a regimen to improve energy, improve your performance, improve your recovery. You know, basically your overall health is going to get better. Um, and basically what it is is he blends the principles of the alkaline Mediterranean and anti-inflammatory diets and it emphasizes organic locally grown seasonal and minimally processed foods so like 80% of his diet consists of organically grown fruits vegetables whole grains nuts seeds and legumes 80% of his diet sounds awful I mean it doesn't sound great but I'm sure that he he has like a personal chef that makes 99% of it like taste amazing right yeah if I had you know a bajillion dollars and I didn't have to think about going and buying the food and and cooking it and doing all that. Yeah, then great. Sign me up. Well, I guess what do you order when you go out to eat then? <sighs> I have to think about the last time I went out to eat. Oh, really? You guys don't like do takeout or anything like that? Not very often. I did pizza last week. Oh, nice. Trying to think. I had Ninja City today. You had Ninja City? Yeah. How'd you get Ninja City? Melissa went and picked it up after work. You ever eaten there? No, it's not downtown. It's in Lakewood. She went to Lakewood? She went to Lakewood. I'm better. You ever had Ninja City? I've never had it. I never, uh, every time I found it, we always went somewhere else. Do you like steamed buns? I love steamed buns. Oh, man. If you get them there and they're hot, they're like, now we had them at home and they were cold by the time they got here. 25 minute drive over there, 35 minute drive over there, whatever. But um, when you get them right out of the thing, oh man, they're so freaking good. They're so good. We used to live over in University Heights and get the one down in uh, down in near Little Italy. It was delicious. Steam buns are the best. They're pretty anyway, good. going back to TB12. Um, he uh, he says that there are some foods that you want to avoid because they're pro-inflammatory, and that is dairy, nightshade vegetables, most oils, as well okay, as... Hold on, hold up, hold up. What are nightshade vegetables? Nightshade vegetables. Yeah, what does that consist of? Uh, they they are vegetables that belong to the plants with the Latin name Solanatitia, which is potatoes, tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, and all common nightshades. Many are rich sources of nutrients and serve as staple foods for various cultures. However, some believe that certain groups of people may be better off eliminating nightshades. They, they claim that harmful substances found in these vegetables may contribute, contribute to inflammatory bowel disease or IBD and other autoimmune conditions. Never thought about eliminating eggplants, peppers, potatoes, tobacco. I don't smoke tobacco, but... Uh, tomatillos and tomatoes i don't know if i could do that man potatoes and tomatoes like those are like my (laughs) you should also avoid cayenne pepper crushed red pepper chili powder and paprika so what can he eat i I mean he 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 said 80 percent of his diet is organically grown fruits vegetables whole grains, nuts, seeds, and legumes. 
And the other 20% comes from grass-fed, organic, antibiotic, and hormone-free lean meats and wild-caught fish or seafood. Do you think LeBron is on this diet too? He's probably on yeah, something. Yeah, I would. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, they're also doing all kinds of crazy stuff to their bodies with technology. Yeah, he really leaned up in his like thirtieth year of the uh, of life. He he dropped some weight, increased muscle mass. I mean, he you was know, yeah. And they say that as an athlete, if you if at thirty you go the leaner route rather than bulking up, you actually extend your career by like four or five years. Mm-hmm. Sure he's got people on his payroll specifically just to tell him what to do with his body. Yeah, he has one point five million dollars a year to just dedicate to that. Did he? He finally became the newest like sports billionaire, didn't he? Just uh, recently, in the last two weeks. Oh, did he? Yeah. LeBron, well, really. you're you're actually not anywhere close. LeBron James is the biggest NBA superstar, 17 years. He's well on his way to becoming a billionaire. But he's not a billionaire yet. 450 million. Uh, his career earnings are over it, but oh um no, that was July 2018. I swear I saw something. How badly people get screwed. People got screwed back in like the 70s and 80s. Charles Barkley's net worth is $50 million. Now, let's just mm. put this into perspective. $50 million is his entire net worth is what LeBron James makes almost in a one year off of his contract for playing. Yeah, that's insane, dude. Do you know who, do you know Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah. He's do you know he if I know Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think we might have talked about this on the podcast at some point, but he owns 17 Auntie Anne's pretzel restaurants, 150 car washes, 40 24 hour fitness centers, a Krispy Kreme's franchise, a big chicken restaurant, a shopping center, a cinema, several Las Vegas nightclubs. And was once the owner of 155 Five Guys Burgers and Fries, I think, is what the rest of that says. Yeah. Maybe he's not anymore. <laughs> he says he's had to sell his steak because he admitted that the burger business had been very good to him. I think he meant in the tummy. Anyway, that's the kind of investments people need to be making, you know? Not on fancy cars and huge houses. One of my favorite stories of Shaq, and I'll never, I'll never forget this story, is when he he uh, made his first million, and he spent like you know half of it or something like that, and um, and then he realized that you know he had to pay his agent, he had to pay his taxes, he had to pay his insurance, he had to pay all these things, and he ended up with like you know no money, and he was like poor, and he goes, well, what the heck am I gonna do now? And so that's when he got the, the, you know, the mindset that, you know, he had to, he had to, you know, multiply his wealth and that's why he owns all these other businesses. And now he's worth like half a billion dollars. Wait, what was, sorry, I was reading about LeBron. What was the, the story was, was it the, the car story with his parents? 
I don't know. What's the car story with his parents? Oh, like when he when he first got his check, he he, he in one day he spent a million dollars on cars. Yeah, that's what that's exactly it. All right, that was this one story that I know about him. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's actually inspired like almost all of my business decisions. Like, you know, making sure that you're. I actually had a friend um, text me earlier tonight, and she said, um, "Hey, you know, like, are you in the are you in the stock market? Like, what kind of stocks do you do?" And I said, honestly, I stay away from the stock market because I like to own assets more because I feel like it's just more productive. And she goes, I'm up $35,000 in five days. It's in, It's been insane. I said, what are you in? And she, she told me two stocks that she made $35,000 on in five days. Which stocks? G-T-E-H. I don't even know what that is. G-T-E-H. It's like a penny stock. And it's up 50% today. But if you look at the six month, it's like not even like it was like nothing in February. It was like zero dollars in February 5th of 2021. And and then it shot up to one point one cents, which is like a massive increase. And uh, it was like a penny stock, and she she had like hundreds of shares, and it you know I guess that's like she made a bunch of money on that. What's the other one? Uh, TSNP, which is not um, terribly cheap stock. It's a dollar fifty. Um, it's not like you know a penny stock, but it's also not. Um, I think actually it was a penny stock at one point. Uh, back in December, it was twenty cents. And uh, now it's trading at a dollar seventy-one. It came down today a little bit. I said, "Sell that and get out. You need to get out." You know what I mean? You go buy a house with that and then rent it out, and you're going to be making a lot more than you know you will on these penny stocks. Yeah, or just take take a little bit out and then reinvest it when it dips. Um, it's better than holding on to it. Anyways. What, um, what's going on with the kids? Yeah, so um, really, you know, not much. I mean, uh, Solomon's starting to pull himself up. I feel like he's going to be taking steps here, you know, fairly soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's to be expected given he sees Mateo running around and he wants to do everything Mateo wants to do. I mean, it's really cool to be able to see what you've been able to see for the last few years because... Um, you know, Mateo is just kind of Mateo. I, 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 we're we're looking at preschools finally. That's a big, big deal. They're expensive, man. I'm not gonna lie. Not happy about it. What? Why? What preschools are you looking at? Um, you know, uh, just like, you know, preschools, like all sorts of different preschools. Like, like daycare preschools? No, like preschool, preschool. Why is it expensive? I don't know. It's just expensive. You know, private schools. Yeah, well, you know, do you know of a of a preschool that you don't pay for? Oh. At three years old. Um, I mean, what are you looking at, like Montessori school or something? Oh, that would be really cool, wouldn't it? I saw this thing on TikTok the other day. This like this little kid was doing all this really cool stuff. That was like, how do you get your kid to do that? Oh, it's Montessori teachings. I don't even know what Montessori means. Does anybody know what Montessori means? Is somebody on the podcast right now that can tell us what Montessori means? No. 
Montessori method. Okay, this is what Montessori method is. Montessori is a method of education that is based off self-directed activity, hands-on learning, and collaborative play. In Montessori classrooms, children make creative choices in their learning, while the classroom and the highly trained teacher offers age-appropriate activities to guide the process. That's the kind of school I want him in. Do you know Mateo can count? Yeah. I'm not talking, you know, counting. Um, what is the, um, there's, there's a, so when, when kids count at two years old, okay, it's, it's usually regurgitation of information. Okay. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it actually has a name. Um, let me find it here. So basically like your child, your child knows like, Oh, you know, one, two, three, four, five. And like, they can just, you know, say one, two, three, four, five. And, um, here it is. So basically when they do this, they're, they're pre-counting. Um, and then the next stage is basically chanting and then reciting and then, um, and then they actually learn to connect a number to the amount of things. And that usually doesn't happen until after like three or four. Um, but Mateo, you can put four spoons in front of him or two spoons in front of him or like seven spoons in front of him. He'll go through and he'll count them. And it's like a very small percentage of kids. I think he needs to be in a Montessori school. I don't know where to find one. What? They're all over the place, aren't they? Don't we have a ton of those? I don't know. Let me find one. Yeah, look, there's one right here. The Ratner Montessori School. School. Huh? Ratner School? Ratner? <laughs> Tuition. That's kind of neat. Wow, this is expensive as shit. <laughs> Which one am I thinking of? Um, oh, roughing Montessori is what I'm thinking of. There's rough. There's a bunch of roughing Montessori's. Yeah. What? How much is it? Uh, five days, eight thirty to three thirty p.m., fourteen thousand dollars a year. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous, right? That's um, that's that's pretty close to college <laughs> tuition. Like, does that pay off? You take financial aid out for that? I think they actually do. That's insane. Financial aid. There's financial aid for this. It's like going to college. Wow. Is that, is that full days? Five days? Yeah, five days. What are the hours? It's 8.30 in the morning to 3.30 in the afternoon. What's the ages? Uh, that one is... Okay. Okay. So this is actually interesting. You see, this is for three to six-year-olds. So this is actually like older. And if you go up, if you go like... Grades seven through eight, it's nineteen thousand dollars a year. 
But for the younger kids. Well, then there's Goddard. Goddard School is another Montessori school. Is it? There's a bunch of those, yeah. Wait, Goddard is Montessori? Yeah, you didn't know that. No, I used to clean those as, as a college kid. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of friends that send their kids to Goddard, but I feel like it's not that expensive. There's one right out here by me. I'm going to find out about that. Well, in any case, I, case, I think that um, that'd be kind of cool to have them in a Montessori school. It just sounds like it's really expensive. What do you think? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, especially, you know, having either, you know, daycare already or in our case, no pair. Um, you know, you're basically doubling the costs of everything. Yeah, that's in, it's kind of crazy. Um, we started sending um, Quinn next door one day a week. How is she enjoying that? Oh, she loves it. I bet. Because she hasn't had any, like, freaking people that are, um, like, any interaction with people. I mean, it's got to be amazing. Yeah, we send her the day that Bo doesn't go. We send her on Wednesdays. Bo goes Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday so that she can be with some other kids and learn without him there interrupting or, or distracting her. She's going to be our smart one. Bo, I mean, I feel like we have a daily conversation about, like, are we doing something wrong? Because, like, Bo can't, like, pick out letters yet or numbers, but everybody seems to think he's fine whenever we ask about it. Well, you may just have, you know, it may be an attention thing. It's not necessarily a... Oh, it's definitely an attention thing. The kid is a spaz. Yeah, and that's a, a lot of times, you know... Same thing with Mateo. It's just, can you get his attention on what it is that you want him to get your attention on? And I, I'm pretty sure that he, he he at least behaves, you know, when he's at school because there's other kids and there's that, you know, that dog park thing with of the mob yeah. mentality. Like, if, I don't want to be the only person not listening. Right. Yeah. Peer pressure for sure. Um, but we definitely want to get him started like writing letters and stuff and like recognizing letters because he's not doing any of that. But he's also not, you know, going to kindergarten until 22. Right. Because he's going to miss the cut. You have to be five by September to go to kindergarten this year. Which I didn't, I never realized that the cutoff was September. It seems odd. Well, the cutoff is September, but you're a year on the other side of it at that point. Like you're going to be going to kids school with kids that are a year or more older than you. Mm-hmm. Like I have two friends that were born on May 4th and they were a year apart, but they were in my grade. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then I have another friend that was born in September. Well, maybe that you're younger than me. That extra time will help him out. Yeah, maybe. I think that maybe looking up some things that have to do with 
how to get him to focus as opposed to because I bet you anything he knows the information. Mm -hmm. It's just getting him to focus to regurgitate it. You know what I mean? Because they learn so much shit from those videos, dude. If he's watching any TV at all. Yeah, I, I wish there was a easier way to control the videos he chooses when he's got the YouTube kids out because they seem to be just like videos of people playing with action figures and like yeah you gotta right so there's there's teaching videos you just can't be on youtube kids for them you gotta you gotta sit down and actually watch the stuff you you know i learned this recently and i didn't know this until i read it when you interact with your kids in their screen time it is in an invaluable kind of interaction because you, they are learning things because they are engaged with whatever it is—the iPad, the TV, whatever. If you engage in that, in that, and you talk to them about that, they will—it will reinforce it like a million fold. Are you just trying to make yourself feel better about all of Mateo's screen time? No, dude, I'm serious. So I actually sat down the other night for—I'll give you a for instance—and he likes this song. You know something. And it's like a crane comes up and he's like, Daddy, crane, look, crane. And I'm like, Oh, okay, you know, he knows what a crane is. And then he's like, Oh, uh, forklift. And I'm like, How the hell do you know what a forklift is? Then he's like, Oh, backhoe. And I'm like, What? Like, and he's naming all the things because that's what like what they're singing about. What were you watching Blippy? No, it wasn't Blippy. I mean, he watches a lot of Blippy, and that's probably where he where he learned it. The first time I actually stopped on the side of the road, because we do this pretty often, whenever I see a backhoe or a bulldozer, I get out, out of the car, I bring him over to it. You know, we we talk about it and stuff. The first time I ever, you know, did it, he, he goes, Daddy, bucket. And I'm like, bucket? What are you talking about, a bucket? And he points to the little thing on the on the excavator. That's what Blippy called it. Mm-hmm. Hey, kids. It's a and Blippi, Blippi's worth a lot of money. Did you know that? Yes, we, we've had to have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. He also used to poop on people. I didn't know that, but he's worth $40 million, so I wouldn't criticize yes, him. Before he found his niche as Blippi, he used to make um, like scat prank videos. I didn't know that. Yes, but somehow he's not canceled. Well, we all find our niche. He's worth like $30 million now. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Acting like an idiot. Pretty much. I wish I wasn't so dry and monotone and such a downer. Or else I could do that. Right. Um, People might actually want to listen to you. (laughs) All right. Do you have a book? Of course I do. Oh, Oh, fuck. I just stabbed myself with a... Sucks to be you. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this thing. Look at this, Dustin. Look at me. Oh, hold on. I gotta switch my screen. Stabbed yourself with that? Yeah, I just stabbed myself in the leg with this razor. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I was oh, holding cool. it down here, and I didn't realize how close I was to myself. Hmm. Oh boy. Be trusted. Do I have to do the sound again or what? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, well, tonight. Uh, Books. 
And uh, tonight's book is uh, written by Arlisha Norwood. Um, Eric inspired this, uh, a black history book for kids, black heroes, a black history book for kids, 51 inspiring people from ancient Africa to modern day USA. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, this is, this is, again, going back to that topic of education, you know, you can learn a little bit about Thurgood Marshall. You can learn about Jesse Owens. Um, but you know, you can learn about people, you know, that may be a little bit less known. I mean, at least to me, I, I feel, you know, maybe, maybe it's cause I'm a white guy. I don't know. Um, but like Shaka Zula Zulu, uh, you know, I never, I never knew any of these people. I mean, so, um, certainly want to make sure that your kids are recognizing, uh, the unique qualities that we all have. And, uh, sometimes that might, you know, be uh, historical recognition as well, and a good book, and um, a good a good children's book, and beautifully illustrated. Uh, so take a look at that. You can get that on Amazon in paperback for twelve forty nine, or if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's zero dollars. Um, so take a look at that, or you can go to half price books like Eric, and uh, that does it for my books this week. Cool. Um, do you want to do Enneagram next week? Yeah, I like that idea. All right, we'll do that. We'll post the link for the test that we'll take um, in the patron group. So if anybody wants to follow along and do it themselves, maybe we'll do it publicly also. But yeah. We'll- you know, I want to say you are a lot more lively in the in the patron group. So if somebody's looking for a, a lively version of Eric, I mean, how can I be lively in the patron group? Just post stuff. No, you do like whenever we do like video stuff, you're always talking about like extra stuff that I had no idea about. And you're always so excited about some game you're playing and yeah. Did I tell you I played a, a game? Well, you knew I I played I knew a you played the one game. Do you I play another? No, that was um, was that slapdash? I mean, I didn't know until you posted online. I was like, "What the hell is this?" And then I started watching, and I was like, "This." Is- what you get for being a patron? I threw that up in the patron group just because, you know, I knew that you know normal people aren't going to be like, "Hey, let me look at this org and watch it." Um, did we? Did I talk about it last week? No, it literally oh. did not talk about it at all. Anyways, it was a cool game because it's it's all in one room. It's not like uh, you know, Sequester was where yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening that you don't know about, right? Um, but I'm trying to do more of those, and I feel like those, it's it's stuff like that that's gonna you know, get my mind going and like interacting with people because this, I mean, the pandemic has just, God, my brain is just mush at this point. I'll tell you. It's definitely weighing on a lot of people. I think a lot of people are ready to get to summertime and get on the other side of this, hopefully. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll do uh yeah, we'll do an Enneagram next week and uh it'll be that. What? Should be a good one. Yeah, no, I agree. It'll be fun. Yeah, so we'll go through the questions and then you can uh tell me if I'm answering it correctly or not, and we can dispute them and I've been looking forward to this. I just keep forgetting about doing it. Okay. Cool. And maybe we'll do one of the other ones too, like on the side, like do a Myers-Briggs or something just so we can have that to compare. 
I love it. You know, I'm all about that. Oh, one other thing before we go. You just reminded me just because, uh, you know, I follow a lot of like psychology type things on uh, TikTok. Um, I was uh, two things. First thing is, is that I don't know. Did you ever hear about this uh, Starlink from Elon Musk? Did you ever hear about that? What is that? It's like like an internet satellite dish. Yeah. And, um, and it was like, whoa, that's like really cool. Because if you live like somewhere remote where, you know, you don't really get that great internet connection, it's actually like really, really decent internet. And, um, you know, so y'all got to check that out. Yeah. I think I saw Um, somebody like setting theirs up. Yeah. I saw that one too. Yeah. Um, the the other one that I saw was from at Parenting Coach. Um, this woman's a friggin' genius because uh, for the last you know few days, um, I've been using this word. Uh, she said, you know, she started the the TikTok with, you know, can you guess what word is most detrimental to your kids? Uh, and I always thought no, you know, no was the word that you shouldn't say because most is always like, don't tell them no. And uh, the the reality is is that. Um, the, the worst word you can tell your kids is the word if. Mm. And, and the word that you should be using in place of if is when. Mm-hmm. When you clean your room, you can have a cookie. When you turn the TV off, you know, X, Y, Z. Not mm. if you turn the TV off, you can have X, Y, Z. It's when you do this. Yeah. And by changing that one little word, if to when, it does something in their mind. The video explains it a lot better than than I do. But, um, you know, I started doing that and he started responding really, really well to that. So something to consider. Um, anyway, I think that pretty much does it for us here at New Dad, Newer Dad. Eric, where can people find us? Um, at... The Bearded DJ, no, that's that's just me. At the DJ, Dustin's at Dustin on the Road. Uh, Patreon.com slash New Dad, Newer Dad, and at New Dad, Newer Dad, all over the place. And that pretty much does it here for us. Uh, you know what they say, be a dad, be a real dad, read a book to your kids. Bye-bye.